Hello and welcome to the Good Robot Andes, season nine, episode one. Oh, get us with a new season. My name is Andy Balaam and this is Andy Cockerill. And the thing that we're going to talk about this evening is well, we're going to talk about something that I flagged up, I think, last year maybe, which is Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Now, yeah. know nothing about it apart from yeah. its title. Okay. Um, I reckon that this is finally um, the zombie genre moving into manga. So ah. there's there's enormous armies of of um, weirdly, you know, a huge variety of zombies, much more than usual, um, mm. just in all-out war. And it's the story of two kids who get caught up in it, brother and sister, and uh, they, they're just trying to find their way home to escape from the, the awful zombie violence. Okay. And, and um, for the uh, Western version of this, who are the voices <laughs> of the kids? Of the kids, of the kids, of the kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a young Macaulay Culkin. Okay. Yeah. And that's a solid choice. Yeah. <laughs> and a young <laughs> uh, Davina McCall. Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, one. yeah. She's. I mean, they've taken her back to when she was a child, and then they've cast her yep. in a you know a role that's a stretch for her. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. So this isn't that. Oh, okay. Although that does actually sound quite fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd watch it. So this is a 2021 brand spanking new um, American zombie heist film. Yeah, and I think you mentioned on the pod before and got me all excited about yeah. it, right? It's- I think I have a couple of times. So I think I talked about it last year when it was first announced that Zack Snyder, who made Dawn of the Dead remake, mm-hmm. which I like very much that's indeed. An, that's an energetic... It's very energetic. Uh, yeah, it's got a lot of zombie, it's got a lot of stuff going on. Zombie film. Um, that was written by James Gunn, mm-hmm. who um, who is currently uh, there's a movie called The Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. which is a DC comics adaptation. He's a director of that. He's a very interesting guy, James Gunn. Um, I'd say he's quite subversive, right? But currently he's working very much in the mainstream. But uh, I think Dawn of the Dead was something that was right in his wheelhouse in terms of what it was. Yeah, lots um, of zombie films are quite um, critical of the society yeah. that they're in, especially the good ones. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think I think Zack Snyder did a really great job with that remake. It was full of... of um, yeah, especially the energy Dead. is the thing that... Because there's, there's running yeah. zombies, right? Yeah, running zombies, but also... Um, just the whole thing was shot very nicely. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, nicely put together. Um, so this is also from Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, he has of late um, been involved in the DCEU or the DC Comics Extended Universe over at Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. making some very divisive films, most notably Justice League. Right, don't have to say that. Uh, which um, he had to leave. I think about three quarters of the way through production due to a family tragedy. Mm. So um, our our unfortunate person, well, not unfortunate, person of note of, of late, um, Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. came in and finished the movie. Right. And it was there that people started to say, Joss Whedon's not a very nice guy, is he? Right. And a lot of stuff came out about that production in particular. Mm-hmm. And now other people have come forward to say that actually he's not a very nice guy. I wonder whether it was a contrast with Zack Snyder that made people yeah, maybe. think, hang on. Yes, it might have been. Yeah. This is not normal. Um, Let's hope so. So this eh? is a return. Let's hope that Zack's a yeah, nice this guy. Is a, well, by all accounts, he okay. is. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a return to sort of, um, I'd say, pulpy... Mm-hmm exploitation filmmaking for Snyder in terms of what this movie is. Did Zack Snyder make Zombieland? No, he didn't. Who was that? No. Ruben Fleischer, I think. Which I enjoyed. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was sort of fun and mildly disappointing. But remember that when I come into a zombie film... It was both of those things. (laughs) When I come into a zombie film, I have very high expectations. And only uh, Train to Busan has come near meeting them recently. So what I enjoyed about Zombieland is um, the kind of real-world aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? With uh, Jesse, Eis- Jesse Eisenberg's um, approach to fighting zombies. 
Right. He he has he suffers from um, what does he have? he's got um, IBS <laughs> and uh, that's a bit of a problem when you're fighting zombies. <laughs> Uh, but he keeps coming back to the same thing, which is the most important thing when you're fighting these things is cardio. You've got to keep fit. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, totally fair enough. Which is fair enough. Yeah. Which is totally fair. Yeah, uh, yeah I liked it. I, the sequel, Zombieland Double Tap, I believe it's called, right. is is fine. I don't think I've seen it. And I will stay It away. kind of... Uh, it's, it's not as good. Fine is not and, good you enough. Know, that, yeah, it's not really good enough, no, exactly. Um, so this... Is uh, a screenplay by by Snyder, co-written with Shay Hatton and uh, Joby Harold, mm-hmm. based on a story that um, that Snyder created. Mm-hmm. The film features an ensemble cast consisting of Dave Bautista, Ella Purnell, Omari Hardwick, Anna Dilla Reguera, Theo Ross, Matthias Schweighofer, who is great in this actually, Nora Arna Zeda. Hiroku Sanada, Tig Notaro, more about her in a moment, and Raul Castilla. Castillo. So, have we seen um, any of those people? Big cast. In the past? Yeah. So, um, so Dave Bautista. If you've seen either of the, well, the Guardians of the Galaxy or any of the Marvel movies featuring the Guardians of the Galaxy, he is one of the Guardians. Okay. Okay. I don't think I have. I, re- I totally recognise him from the poster. I've seen the poster for this list now. Very funny. I mean, he's a very funny actor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he delivers lines well right. he's got good physical presence he's another ex-wrestler like the rock right, 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 right. um uh who else might you have seen before so the only other people i know in this is tig notaro who is in star trek discovery mm-hmm. who to be fair is a stand-up she's a stand-up comedian okay so her line delivery is pretty much the same in Star Trek, star trek discovery as it is here which is very welcome because she's a very right. great screen presence okay. you know um, quite acerbic. Uh-huh. The only other person I know is Garrett Dillahunt, who is in Fear the Walking Dead. Right. Uh, in the latter seasons of Fear the Walking Dead. Right. Oh. He's a major character. That's exciting. Yeah. Is that, that'll be in seasons I haven't seen, I guess? I guess so. The ones with Morgan. Right, yeah, um, which is, I'm about to start, but I haven't started yet. Okay, so he turns up... I think about halfway through the ones with Morgan, okay, and he's yeah. he's a great great presence. I think yeah, they're on very nice. They're on um, Disney Plus, aren't they? Uh, I'm not sure if they are yet, but they will be. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah, because yeah, the Fox be Channel has now up. closed. Yeah, uh, on Sky so long as, or Now TV, whatever it is. As long as my son now, continues now. paying for whatever stupid Star Wars stuff he wants on there, I get to uh, I get to free ride and watch. There you go. Walking Dead. It's definitely worth it. There's a lot of good stuff on Disney+. Plus. That's literally all the stuff on there. Now that, now that we've got to the point in Bones where even I can't drag myself through the episodes. I enjoy, Actually, there's a show called New Girl, which is a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, that's worth it. Okay. okay yeah. Okay. Short episodes. Uh, they're quite broad and um, silly, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. A sort of mindless entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy a bit of broad knockabout humour. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit of slapstick. Um, I completely distracted you. There isn't much you. of that in this movie, though. Oh, wow, <laughs> look at that. You brought it back. Amazing. I know. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? That was, that was almost professional. <laughs> um, so Snyder says this is a spiritual successor to his Dawn of the Dead movie. Okay. It's not a sequel, mm-hmm. and it's not set in the same universe. Right. Um, which I was slightly disappointed by. Right. Uh, but... Once you get into it, you realise it's its own it's its own thing. So, are there are there things about the universe that are particularly that are kind of incompatible with that universe? Or I think there are, yes, okay. and I'll talk about okay, those okay, okay. in a moment. Okay. Um, so, there's a fantastic, I think, one of the greatest sort of openings to a movie that I've seen for quite some time wow. with um, lounge singer Richard Cheese, <laughs> who is well worth a listen. Actually, oh, so he, he does the um, lounge versions of heavy metal. Classics. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's so he opens so this. They're really good, aren't they? Yeah. Actually, he he did a live album that's fantastic. Right, right, right. right. So it's a recording of I think in Colorado somewhere. Um, he's got a really good band, and he can really deliver the goods live as the, well. Which is his version of great. Enter Sandman is it's really amazing. Good, the other one I like is um, oh uh, oh no, I'm trying to think now. 
That's one I can't actually repeat the name of the song. (laughs) Anything with swearing in, I just enjoy because the way he delivers the lines. Cool. Yeah, so he he does a version of um, Viva Las Vegas. Right, right, right. um, Which features the line, as there's a zombie Elvis about to get crushed by a building, watch out, Elvis, (laughs) which I really enjoyed. Um, So there's there's a kind of um, prequel... um, yeah, there's the the title sequence is a prequel to the movie. Okay, and what? What's so we see well, we see all the characters who are going to well, some of the characters who are going to form part of this film, um, shooting their way out of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <coughs> so from this, we can kind of um, actually no, there's no sorry. So there's the very beginning of the movie is some army guys transporting a container. That contains something from Area 51. Right. Um, and what's in it is like a really aggressive zombie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, ty- a zombie-type creature mm-hmm. that proceeds to basically take them all out in a really aggressive fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into the sort of precursor to the movie where we see Dave Bautista and some other characters shooting their way out of Vegas. Right. Getting airlifted out on a chopper, which is really nicely shot, you know, mostly slow-mo. Um, actually, should I talk about the lenses they use now? Yeah. Because it is interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they shot this digitally, but they used very old, like 60s-era um, lenses, right. and they shot everything wide open. What's that? What does um, that mean? That, okay, so it means that there's hardly any... There's no depth of field at all. Okay. So it means that... Um, the thing that's in focus is the only thing you see. Right, okay. okay. You don't see anything in the background or the foreground. Okay. Um, and Snyder said, after he shot it, I'm actually surprised that any of this was in focus, mm-hmm. given the lenses we were using. But what it gives it is a very unique look. Right. Um, and I personally really like stuff that's shot wide open. Right. Um, so Paul Greengrass does that a lot. Um, it's hard to shoot like that yeah. because you your focus point is tiny. Yeah. Um, but the dividends that it pays off is gives you a really cinematic looking right, 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 film, right. which this is. Right. You know, it's okay. um, it looks terrific. Uh, so you know, the opening sequence is great, and then we sort of discover that Vegas is now completely cut off from the outside world mm-hmm. um, by uh, basically walls of containers. You know, like okay. kind of shipping containers are just enclosing okay. it. So have they managed to contain the outbreak? Yes, the outbreak has been contained, okay, okay. but at, at great costs. You know, there's there's a lot of zombies in there now. Right, okay. But Dave Bautista made it out alive, mm-hmm. and he gets approached by someone mm-hmm. to say, look, we know you've been in there, we know you can fight these things, and we've got a, we've got a job for you. Mm-hmm. And that job is, I just clocked my um, mic stand, so there's a nice... <laughs> on the audio there. That's just for you, listener. Just for you, listener. Um, we've got a job for you, which is there's like $30 million um, in, a, in a vault. And we want you to, if you go in and get it, then you and your team all get a cut of the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is in a, in a casino or something? He doesn't really want to do it. Yeah, it's, it's in a casino vault. Yeah, okay. exactly. One of the hotel vaults. He doesn't really want to do it, but his um, his his uh, daughter kind of blackmails him into into doing it, mm-hmm. and um, he assembles a team. And in it, in in great fashion, um, there's there's a safe cracker who is played by Matthias Schweikoff. So this is the heist, fantastic the heist, movie thing. the heist. Yeah, the heist movie thing. He assembles quite a big team. So he has to go and collect together a team. Oh man, I love that so much. It's so great. Yeah, so the team get assembled. Um, they're kind of ragtag team. Um, they don't get on that well, but there's also a security guy who represents the uh, the person who wants them to get the money, mm-hmm. played by Garrett Dillahunt, who I mentioned earlier. He's not a very nice man. So this is like an alien. Exactly that. Yes, only you know from the off that he's probably not a okay, very nice okay, guy. No, not, okay. And he doesn't have their best interests at heart. Right. Um, uh, so they get um, they get dropped in by helicopter. Mm-hmm. 
No, hang on, do they? Inside, or... No, they don't get dropped in by helicopter. They have to they have to climb their way in, okay, okay, basically. Okay. Um, because there's no fly... There's a no-fly zone over Vegas, mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to fly in there. Mm-hmm. Although, to be honest... That's, a, that's one of the plot holes of this thing, really. It's All like, right. who's going to care? Who's really going to care if someone wants to fly into Vegas? Right, okay, okay. It's full of zombies. It's your own lookout if you're there. But I guess if you... <laughs> you're going to fly in there. If you destroy the the barrier... Yeah, that's a problem, they yeah. They wouldn't like that. That is a problem. Um, so they, they make their way in there, and uh, the guy who who's paid them to do it said... You can't fly in there, but you can fly out. There's a rescue helicopter okay, okay. on the roof of the hotel. You've frozen up. I oh, know you've unfrozen now. Um, there's a rescue helicopter. If you can get it working, then you can fly out, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is not not all that um, helpful. If really. you can get it working, okay. <laughs> so the so the pilot is played by Tig Notaro, uh-huh. and she actually replaced uh, the original actor. So the the whole film was shot with an actor playing that role. Oh wow. Um, but I will I will tell you exactly what happened there. Um, development, casting, filming. Yeah. No, I can't find it. So, yeah, she replaced an, the actor who actually played it. They shot all of her scenes in isolation with nobody else there. Wow. So it must come across um, really wooden. No, it doesn't. No, it's so cleverly done. How did they do that? So they've either... Oh, no, she replaced Krista Elia, um, who, who's been, a, been involved in some shenanigans, you know, Me Too type stuff. He's been a bad boy, okay, basically. Okay. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, she replaced a man, did you say? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so either, So either there's a reaction shot with her, you know... Talking to somebody, mm-hmm. so it's a cutaway, or she's been digitally inserted into the scene, and I couldn't see the line. I couldn't see the join. Wow! Even though I know it had happened, it didn't pull me out of the film at all. It's remarkable. And that's mainly because her performance is her performance is so good right. that it doesn't really it doesn't matter. It doesn't pull you out of that's it. That's really surprising. That how on earth so do you she do a good heads, performance under those circumstances? That's right. She heads for the chopper to try and get it working. Mm-hmm. The rest of them. Um, they encounter um, one of the alpha zombies. Alpha zombies. There's different casts of zombies in this movie. So there's like the okay, so, the drones. So is that why it's not part of the yes the Dawn of the Dead universe? Definitely. Yeah, it's it's not Romero esque in any way. Well, I guess in Land of the Dead there is some. There is a primary. There is a prime, isn't there? And I guess yeah. Yeah, there is a prime, but I think he's not supposed to be. He's supposed to be part of a, a general intelligence yeah. being expressed. But. That's right. So there's a prime and there's a female prime okay. as well. Okay, okay. And they appear to be like a zombie couple. And these are, know, the, maybe they, um, so the, and these are not normal sitcom. zombies. So are there normal zombies in it as well as... There are normal zombies, yeah. Okay. Um, so if you get bitten by a normal zombie, you become a normal zombie. Right. If you get bitten by a prime, you become something else. Okay. Yeah, something different. Basically, okay. Um, so this prime is, uh, is um, they appear to be descendants of the zombie that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Okay, and maybe they're not even zombies. These things, maybe they're something completely different. Okay, okay, okay. But it's never really explained. Um, but where did all the zombies them, come from? Um, well, they all bit each other. So, uh, but it- when the when the outbreak started in Vegas, mm-hmm. when when this thing arrived in Vegas. Um, you know, basically cause mayhem and it spread really quickly because you turn really quickly when you do turn. Okay, so then, so is it like the, the, the alphas like create like slightly alpha ones that are, yeah, and so it like fades out as you go, yeah, basically, okay. yeah, it kind of fades down. Okay, okay. Um, so most of them are normal. So the, the regular ones are a lot like, have you seen, um, Oh, actually, for for listener as well, I am Legend with Will Smith. I have. I don't particularly remember okay. the zombies though. So they're not really zombies, actually. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're sort of mutated humans, mm-hmm. but they don't. Um, when they're in the dark during the day, they they're not awake. Oh, I see. 
Oh, well, I remember um, that. So from this Iron is Legend. what it's like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So this there's a scene in um, Army of the Dead when they're walking through a corridor, and all the zombies are just standing there, seemingly inert. All right. So that is totally different, isn't it? You don't get that. Yeah. They're always yeah. active. And that's aren't they? that's a really that's a really great scene actually. That's nail biting right, stuff because right, right. they have to be really quiet. Right. 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 Um, moving through these 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 zombies in this corridor. Um, yeah, so there's different casts. There's the alphas, mm-hmm. and then there's the, just the regular foot soldier types mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who can run. So mm-hmm. that's something that's in common with Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. these zombies can run. They're very aggressive and fast. Mm-hmm. Some of them can dodge bullets and you know can sort of um, dodge attacks and that kind of thing. So actually taking them down is quite difficult. Right, right, right. So is it the alphas um, that can do that? The alphas can do that. The alphas seem to have a great deal of intelligence right, right, right. and and forward thinking so one of them has a um like a metal shield that it puts on his head so it can't be shot in the head right right okay okay um it's uh yeah there's that mm-hmm. it has that yeah fairly annoying yeah um so tignatara goes to the chopper to try and get it working everybody else heads for the vault mm-hmm. okay um but of course things don't go to plan <laughs> <laughs> you surprised me because with such a with such a large ensemble cast, there's quite a lot of cannon fodder <laughs> going on here. Um, so there's a scene when uh, one of one of the team is walking down this corridor with all the sleeping zombies, mm-hmm. and she inadvertently makes a noise, and they start waking up, mm-hmm. and she has to try and she, she can't take them all out, so she blows herself up, which is pretty powerful stuff, all right? You mean like emotionally um, powerful? Yeah, quite emotionally wrenching, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, because, you know, most of these people seem to be fairly empathetic. Mm-hmm. They're not They're not all psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly Dave Bautista's character is um, is very likeable. Right, okay, okay, okay. And you hope that he makes it out alive, but there's no guarantee really that any of them are going right, to actually right. make it out. Um uh, but they they deal with that particular situation. They then find the vault, which is uh, booby trapped uh-huh, uh-huh. in a kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark style uh-huh. booby trap system. Right. Uh, so they uh, they send a couple of zombies down there, kind of um, tie them up and push them down there uh-huh. to set off the booby traps. That's quite a nice touch. Uh-huh. And then the safe cracker gets gets working. Right. But one thing they notice whilst they're in there, and, and this has been the subject of some discussion on the internet, right? is they notice uh, dead bodies in the vault area that are dressed in the same clothes that they are. Right, 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 right. right. And have the same... One of them's got the same like badge that one of them's got on. Right. So there's some speculation. In fact, Snyder has addressed this. Okay. That they're, that they're in a time loop. Okay, okay. Um, what did he say? He said, "Yeah, maybe there is a time loop, but he hasn't. You know, he's keeping. He's being cagey about it because there are more, there are more movies coming. Okay, so, okay. Um, um, he doesn't really want to give too much away. But it does appear to be that maybe they've done this before, <laughs> and they have to do it again. Well, he said they're dead bodies. <clears throat> yes, that look, look. They don't look like them, but they're wearing the same clothes with the same badges, okay. the same weapons." Okay. Basically, the same people. Okay. Okay. Um, so maybe this has all happened before. We're, we're not really sure at this point. This has all happened um, before, and this will all happen again. Will happen again. That's Battlestar Galactica. It is. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. So the safe cracker gets working. He gets the safe open. They find the money. Right. But then, right, right. then more bad stuff happens. Now the alpha has suddenly taken an interest in them mm-hmm. because they have um the the security guy has said honestly the boss doesn't care about the money he wants one of these alphas okay for research okay um so he he grabs the female alpha mm-hmm. and beheads her and then takes the head right 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 now does the head go like this Yes. Okay, good. It does. A lot. 
It does a lot. So the male alpha is understandably annoyed about uh-huh. this. Okay. okay. Um, and in a scene that's actually really quite upsetting, um, when they've got the money out the vault, the alpha is approaching the vault with his metal shield on so that people mm-hmm. can't shoot him in the head. And um, the the safe cracker closes the vault on the on one of the people in there, mm-hmm. so he's stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that will come back later on okay. in the film. Okay, okay. There'll be spoilers by the <coughs> way in this podcast. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler tastic. We're twenty five minutes in, and I've just said that we're spoiling things. Yeah. Um, there's then a fantastic scene in a casino, you know, with all the slot machines and things. Right, 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 right. right. Um, they get the power back on, and this, of course, um, calls all the zombies to the area because you know they're called they're they're drawn noise. as as in The Walking Dead and in fact any other zombie genre, they're drawn by noise right, and light okay. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they get the power back on uh, because they need to use the lifts, right? And um, this just draws a massive. What do they call it in The Walking Dead? A is it a herd? I think they do call it a herd, yeah. A herd, yeah. A massive herd. Right. Who are all running towards this right. this casino. Uh-huh. And there there we see why Dave Bautista is on this, because he just <laughs> turns into a killing machine, basically. <laughs> just taking out so many of these things, uh-huh. um, which is a very pleasing scene. It's uh-huh. very gruey right, right, right. And, and pleasing to see that kind of um, zombie action. Uh-huh. The kind of thing you just don't see in The Walking Dead, basically, because it's all very slow moving. Right, right, right. This is fast moving, well shot, well cut together, right. uh, very pleasing to watch. So they then realise that the female alpha was carrying a baby. Right. So she appears to be pregnant. Right. So these things are not actually zombies, they're there's something else entirely. They're another form of life. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's what the male. That's what the male alpha was so enraged about. Right. Yeah. Um, they make it to the chopper, uh, which is barely working. You know, it's um, okay. it's a looks like quite an old helicopter. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the money. Uh, the security guy's been killed by a zombie tiger at this point. Zombie tiger. Um, a zombie tiger. One of Siegfried and Roy's tigers that's now a zombie. <laughs> that's a really nasty death, actually. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. But uh, but actually, because he's such a jerk, it's kind of pleasing in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, they make it to the chopper. The alpha follows them there. Uh-huh. Um, there's a huge uh, fight on the chopper. Uh-huh. And um, Batista gets bitten, which uh-huh. is really quite upsetting because we don't want him to die mm-hmm. yeah um but he manages to kill the alpha which is very pleasing mm-hmm. um chopper crashes outside the city okay okay uh but i'll just wind back a bit and um we hear that uh they've only got a certain amount of time to get out of the city because the because the um military are going to send a nuclear missile into it to just clean up the city basically okay. destroy it okay but we tense. hear uh, we hear someone like a news person saying the president said it would be really cool and really great if we could bring that forward mm-hmm. and do it sooner rather than later <laughs> so then they realize they've got a lot less time than they thought they did right yeah sounds normal so as they are um as they've as the chopper crashes and they're sort of dragging themselves away, there's a really nice shot of the missile flying overhead mm-hmm. and then landing, well, presumably doing an airburst over the city, mm-hmm. um, which is very nicely shot, very nicely made. Mm-hmm. Um, so only only two of them make it out. Mm-hmm. Batista hasn't made it out. He's he's um, managed to do himself, basically. Mm-hmm. Um but then we cut back to uh, the character who was in the safe. Right, right, right. So he made safe. it out. Yeah. Okay. The safe opened up and he's made it out. He um, he gets picked up he by an aeroplane. What did he get out before the he nuke? Su- 
he got out before the nuke. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, he gets picked up by. Uh, he's so he's got some of the cash because some of the cash was left in the safe. Mm-hmm. He makes it to the a little airport where there's a private plane waiting mm-hmm. to take any survivors left from the crew who's only him. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to the bathroom and he sees there's a bite on his shoulder, <sighs> and he and he's like. <laughs> and then the, and then the movie ends, <laughs> which is very pleasing. It's a pleasing ending uh, because, of course, with the, with this time loop theory, maybe he doesn't make it out. Maybe time resets, and um, he goes back again. But if he does make it out, then the outbreak is uh, it's going to spread very very quickly, and right. that might that might form, I suppose, one of the sequels that they're talking about. Okay, okay. Um, so you think it's so, a time resetting theory, is it, this time? I think so, yes. Yes. There's a lot of speculation about it. Okay. I mean, if it's actually them um, and they're dead, and then and now yeah. they're not dead anymore, it must be some, some kind of reset or something. But yeah. Well, there must be. Uh, I think maybe the, maybe the nuclear missile is a reset. All right, okay. Um, but of course, in this timeline, that missile arrives sooner than it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of changes things in the timeline. So that's, that's maybe how he managed to get out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I have mixed feelings about this movie. Okay, okay, okay. I was, I was really looking forward to it, mm-hmm. but it is too long. It's two and a half hours long. Okay, okay. Um, which for a zombie film is just too long, really. So should I, should I reveal my secret now? Yes, please do. Yes. <laughs> so I've been I've been doing a number on you, listener, because I have seen this film and have opinions about it. Oh, okay. So, ah, all right. Um, so I was just pretending. So I apologise for that. Right. Okay. I think it's all right within the same episode. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So you tell you tell me what you think, and then I'll tell you yes, a bit about what I, I think. I think it's t- I think it's too long. Mm-hmm. Um, it meanders quite a lot because it's too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the performances are mostly great. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the action. Um, uh, I like the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like the look of it. Mm-hmm. 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 So I, th- I think it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found it to be somewhat empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it could have been 90 minutes long and it could have just been a zombie heist movie. Right. And that would have been perfectly fine, but it kind of draws in this other stuff to do with the alphas and the corporate skullduggery and that kind of thing. And that just isn't really necessary. Okay. I see what you mean. I just wanted a a heist movie Mm -hmm, mm because I I like a heist movie. I like a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. If it was just those two things, it would have been perfect. Yeah. Well, well, as it is, it isn't perfect. So I had really, really high expectations for this film because I I really love heist films, even bad ones. And yep. uh, as listener knows, I love zombie films. Um, so it it was it was going to be almost impossible for it to live up to my expectations in retrospect. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I thought it I thought it looked great, and I think that's I can see totally why you like it because you love a thing that looks good like that. Visually, it really it's does just stunning. Look yeah, good. Yeah. I actually was totally fine with the length. I you know, I think some heist movies do meander a bit. And I like that. Yeah. I like the setup. I like the meeting the team and all that stuff. I lo- I really enjoyed the meeting yeah, the team great. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Dave Bautista was just awesome. Like he's got yeah, everything he's you want from an action hero. Like he's totally relatable when he's having yep. arguments with. You. So you didn't mention the daughter relationship. No, not really. The no, daughter who no. forces him. To to enter the to let bring her with him even though she's not a fighter at all because that's right. she left someone she she let someone down and she needs to go and try and rescue. See that was that was one of the issues I had with the film, right? Because that made it an impure heist movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I liked I liked the the vulnerability of that. Anyway, so David okay. David just yep. amazing because he's got all that vulnerability and that emotional side, and he's just. You you know when you look at him, he's going to be amazing in a fight, and then he's amazing in a fight. Yeah, and it's just great. Yeah. Um, but my favourite character was the helicopter pilot, Tignataro. Tignataro, yeah. played by Tignataro, is that? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who I had no idea wasn't even there with the rest of the cast. 
No, it's fantastic. Isn't she it? is hilarious. She's so funny. I did. Yeah. I did actually wonder: was this part written for a man and then and then cast right. as a woman? So, I, so, so yes. I think the answer to, to that question is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it sounds like it was. Um, yeah. But yeah. So like, I mean, a great example of you just you give a woman a good part and they do an amazing job of it. Why don't women get more good parts? Exactly. Because she's really great. She's very funny. She's basically playing the same role that she plays in Star Trek Discovery. Right. Okay. Okay. So she's got an acerbic tone to her that you don't dare say anything out of step because you'll just jump all over it and. Yeah. It's hard to explain. And rip it to pieces. It's hard to explain to listener why she's such a likable and so exciting to watch character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, (laughs) you wouldn't want to mess with her. But also, there's a bit where she. No. Um, they ring her up and say, oh, is the helicopter ready? And it's just exploded. That's right. Yeah, the, the engine's just exploded. And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> That's <was laughs> very funny. She's yeah. actually doing that because she's got some kind of heart as well, right? Um, yeah, she doesn't want to tell them that it's exploded yeah. and they're all going to die. So she's not yeah. just a completely one-dimensional character. But anyway, she fixes the helicopter. So that's all fine. Um, some of it's a bit funny. I, uh, To be honest, I'd rather people didn't try and be funny in zombie films yep. i take zombies extremely seriously so that mm-hmm. you know i understand why people do that but i wasn't that keen um but yeah my main thing about it was like i think you said it was a bit empty i thought it was childish yes yes i remember you saying that yeah um juvenile it lacked yeah, yeah it lacked depth so like even in the like in that amazing fight scene inside the casino yeah there's like funny bits yeah, there are a couple of funny bits there. It's like, ah, uh, yeah. And then, so, and I didn't get, it didn't have any meaning for me. Like, so for, for example, Dawn of the Dead is like lambasting consumerism and saying, look, we're all just like the zombies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, like, the only thing you could say about Army of the Dead is it's doing, it's making the same point, like, what is that, 40 years later, about, oh, yeah, Vegas and... Vegas is really empty. <laughs> yeah, and it's right. like, okay, yeah. that's not enough depth. No. For me. So I really felt the lack of that. I also really like the other character I liked is the bloke who gets away in the end. I don't remember his character yes. name. Yes, he's great, isn't he? Name. Yeah. But he's just, he's a funny and cool, really cool character. In fact, I like a lot he of He actually goes, he goes toe to toe with the alpha at one point and comes off quite badly. <laughs> I mean, I Which like, is not, not really a surprise. I like the safe cracker. I, I like a lot of the characters, actually. See, now the safe crack is an interesting one, and, uh-huh. and people have been talking about the time loop theory w- with relation to him. Okay. Because he's not, you know, he doesn't look like a man who knows his way around a gun, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but when he gets given a gun, he's a sharpshooter. Yeah, like he immediately. So it's almost like he's done the... this before, right. kind of thing. Um, but the person who voices done, the, yeah. time, the timey wimey stuff is the bloke who, yes. gets, who escapes. He like actually That's right, says, yeah. "Oh, maybe it's all a timey wimey." Maybe thing. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, I have yeah. I have reservations about this. Yeah. So I watched the DVD extras, and they talked about the lenses. And then in retrospect, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, it does look really good." And I guess the lenses. It are really part does. Of yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just I had such high expectations, and in the end, it had some special special zombies which. You have to really earn for me because zombies. It's very important to me that zombies are like zombies, mm. and um, it just it was just too on the jokey side and not enough on the actually making a point about life side, which, I, which is something I really value yeah. from zombie films. I think that's fair. Uh, I I would probably watch this again though. Well, now when you've um, been describing yeah. it, I've been thinking, oh, I should watch it again and like. So the opening titles, which is like a mini zombie movie, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, which, I was really impressed with those. Yeah, so interesting. You liked it so much. I thought, like, I when you described it, I was like, "Oh wow, that'd be so cool." <laughs> yeah, but I felt like it slightly but missed. Then you realise you have actually seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like it missed the mark a bit. I think maybe because it was too funny. It was a joke. Maybe, it was maybe. a joke sequence. Right. And well, I think definitely the thing me. with what look out, Elvis, is definitely a joke. Yeah. Too many jokes. Too many jokes. Okay, that's my main. But problem I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Right. Um, so I didn't really have a problem with the humour. Okay. 
I mean, I'd have probably with the emptiness of it all. It's unreasonable of me to have a problem with the humour. I don't think it's unreasonable. No, it's it's the the way you feel about it. Is but the is the way you feel about it. The emptiness. I think I think we're too old for most films. Maybe because most films are pretty empty, and I at least like, which is why I always ask the question. (laughs) I'm looking for. I'm looking for meaning. From when I invest yeah. my time in, there in art, there's no there's no meaning for this movie. And that's disappointing. That is disappointing. It, for me, it's pure entertainment, but it's not entertaining enough. Okay, okay, okay. But having said that, as I said, I would watch this again because I think visually, mm-hmm. it's a masterclass in storytelling. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. um, Zack Snyder really knows how to shoot a movie. I was thinking actually when you were describing some of the funny stuff, I was thinking it would have been a pleasure to watch in a cinema with people yeah laughing. i think i think i think particularly yeah definitely i think you'd get a real kick out of watching this with an audience mm, yeah mm, mm. Maybe we'll because there's a lot of sometime. stuff to it there's a lot of stuff to enjoy about it yeah yeah um and i think certainly to unpack the timey-wimey stuff would be very interesting mm, mm-hmm. also to try and find the join in all of tignotaro's scenes mm. would be interesting as well yeah, yeah. um and to see to see where they lose focus with their cameras because they're <laughs> shooting so wide open. Um, yeah, I mean, so on that note, though, I started watching... Um, I'm not leaving this movie. I'm just going to mm-hmm, say I've mm-hmm. started watching Train to Busan Peninsula. Right, which I haven't watched yet. Which has a similar kind of plot to it. Okay, okay. Which is interesting. But okay, I, won't talk, okay. I won't talk any more about that because I haven't no, finished watching it I don't want any spoilers because I have to no, watch No, that. Spoilers. no spoilers. No spoilers. It, but... Um, I think overall, Army of the Dead is a bit disappointing, but it's not terrible by any means. Yeah. I, 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 think, I, I think, think there's what, enough here to entertain. The things that are good about it are part of what makes it disappointing, right? Because it could have been yes. it could have been stone-cold classic. It could have been an absolute stone-cold classic zombie heist movie, Yeah, but it, gets a, it meanders a bit at times, <clears throat> and that was a bit annoying. It's got no brain. No, I mean, yeah, no, it doesn't. And when we think about, you know, even The Walking Dead, which can be a little bit brainless at times, um, I find it that really has deep. that. Yeah, it can be. I think it can be really deep and and interesting. I find the experience um, of watching it, even if they're not making any points, the experience mm, of watching it, really, it's humanity, isn't it? Yeah, it it takes me to the core of what it is to be alive. Definitely. Yeah, so I think Army of the Dead is definitely lacking that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take you to the it's core def- of anything. <laughs> no. And I think maybe no. I think maybe our two points are overlapping here. You're saying it's too long. I'm saying it's got no brain. And I think yes. if it was way shorter, you'd probably require and it less had, brain from yeah. it. I think if it was 90 minutes, possibly two hours, then I'd cut it more slack. <laughs> but I'd still watch it again, you know. Yeah. Because um, because I did I was entertained by it. I just wanted to I wanted to get on with it. Really, yeah. I never felt that. I never felt that. Okay. Uh, I I liked the way it took its time, and because it's so nice looking, yeah, that was fine. I mean, I could remove some elements of plot definitely. So yeah, I could just remove the alphas completely from the equation. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then I would have less problem with the um, zombie theology. Yep. What do you call it if it's zombies? Uh, no, I don't know. The actually. rules, anyway. The I rule. think the other issue with that, it's never fully explained. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, that was a problem. They could have just done a little bit of plot plot exposition there, maybe to have someone still surviving in the city who knows what, what it's all about. Right, right, right. Um, I don't but, mind that because, you know, yeah. you know, when hell is full up, the dead will walk the earth. There's enough well, information yeah. for And me. they certainly do in this. There's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there's hordes of them I think another thing that would have yeah. made it even more visually pleasurable would be if you were really familiar with the Las Vegas skyline yes which I don't definitely. think I am or the layout of the city generally because no I'm not either there's no. a lot of shots no. uh, like drone shots flying through the city except it's all destroyed and very stuff. nice looking they're nice yeah. looking and if you knew exactly what's supposed to be there but it's fallen over it would be even better wouldn't it yeah definitely Definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a bit disappointing and a bit empty, but entertaining. Yeah. No, I and definitely Dave Bautista is great. Yeah, Dave Bautista yeah. is amazing. And, like, I just want to yeah. watch other things with him in. 
there's plenty of stuff out there. I mean, he, he's very good in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies as Drax the Destroyer. Right. Who comes from a race of people who have no sense of sarcasm or irony. <laughs> so when you say something to him that's sarcastic or ironic, he just thinks it's real. Um, and they, they play up to that a lot. Right. And I think, he's very good in it. I yeah. think I have just given up on anything based on a comic book at this point. So right. I yeah. don't think I can do okay. that. Um, so... Uh, I guess you're not going to ask me what it's all about because no. you've seen it. Because it's not no. about anything. It's just about zombies, man. <clears throat> so I, w- I will just do a little coda here and say <laughs> that I watched a movie that is definitely about something. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but it's a movie by Brandon Cronenberg, who is David Cronenberg's son. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie called Possessor that came out last year. Mm-hmm. Stars Andrea Riseborough. Um and it's about a a shadowy organization that she works for um, where they transfer her consciousness into someone else. Mm-hmm. And then that someone else with her consciousness in is an assassin. Okay. Um, so basically rendering the assassin completely, you know, just a random person who's done this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's there's just no trail to find out right. who actually did it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she uh, she runs into trouble because the person that she is possessing kind of fights back a bit right. mentally. Right. Right, 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 right. And there's some conflict. Um, very good, very disturbing. You know, from Gr- Brandon Cronenberg, he's basically <clears throat> looked at his father's filmography and said, yeah, I want to make something like that. Um <laughs> Some very disturbing, very gory images in this right. film. Right. Um, yeah, it's one of those films where stuff from it kind of pops into my head, and I think, oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was pretty full on. It's mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. full on, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Speak- so if you like your horror gory mm-hmm. but thoughtful, Possessor is definitely worth a look. Speaking of gore, yeah. yes, um, in Army of the Dead, the the yes. gore is played for laughs. It is, yeah. Even when the guy gets eaten by the tiger, it's supposed yeah, to be Yeah, that's definitely played for laughs. And yeah. I think that's one of my key problems with it. Because mm. the, to me, the gore is part of the desolation of of a zombie environment. Yeah. And if it's just hilarious. So even when um, the, the, uh, the female alpha's head gets dropped and splatters on the floor. Yep. It's, it's, it's like, kind of ha, double laughs, ha, exploding it? head. It's like, no, this yeah. is supposed to be an emotional <coughs> and important. Yeah, I moment. thought that was I thought that was strange, yeah. The way that kind of hung together. Um So, so there's none of that in Possessor. Disappointing. There's, yeah. Possessor is um full on horror. Right, right. The right, kind right. of thing I haven't watched for years and years. In fact, you know, it's very reminiscent of the kind of stuff that David Cronenberg used to make. Oh interesting. Yeah. Oh well, that um, that sounds worth a worth a go, definitely. It is worth a go. Uh, I wasn't quite prepared for just how full on it was going to be, though. So. Right. Okay. All right. So uh, um, yeah, caution. Definitely caution. <laughs> yes, it's not a family film, <laughs> <laughs> but good performances. Um, very solid, well made. Right, 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 right. Yeah, hour and forty minutes, so it won't trouble you too much. Right. But it is good. Right, yeah. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't have anything else, actually. We finished... Oh! Actually, there is something I want to talk about, but in a future pod. Okay, okay, okay. A TV, a TV show. Okay. Um, um, so I've, yeah. I've finished watching Battlestar Galactica. I don't think I spoke. I talked about it on the last pod. I don't think you did, no. no. So I, I told you, I think, already, that I was watch, re-watching Battlestar Galactica, having... Yes having the impression of it beforehand of really liking the first couple of series and then mm. feeling like it really went off. So this time I watched it, I tried to let it be what it was and not what I wanted it to be. So that meant that actually the whole uh, religion storyline is actually really what it's about, in my opinion, now yeah. watching it again. Yeah. It's about um, this, this, well, the Cylons call it a god and the humans call it the the gods of their colonies. But they kind of, right. as far as I understand it, they turn out to actually be the same kind of force. And they don't, you know, it not nothing is really explained about it, but 
The real point of the story is that this god or gods is guiding them down a path that has happened before and will happen again. And That's right. there's like a loop happening. And with that with it with me trying to allow it to be what it what it wanted to be, instead of I wanted it to be, you know, like spaceships and, and shooting things and stuff and war. And actually it wanted to be this other thing. So with that and with the whole like overly obvious Guantanamo Bay style time where they're they're captured on a planet. Yeah. I let that be what it was as well and that was fine too. And it was actually driving their plot. It wasn't I thought it was just kind of political was that on New Caprica? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So at the time I thought it was just purely political, but now I think it was actually driving the plot where they needed it to go in terms of humans mm. and Cylons getting closer to each other. And Anyway, so with all that, I actually thought it was good. I thought pretty much all of it was good. And although I still really enjoy the kind of visceral pleasure of the early series with the especially the episode where they have 33 minutes to jump in. That's, that's a classic Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm now down to, I can even tolerate when they get, so I'm going to spoil it. No, I won't spoil yep. it. When they get to... Uh, no, no, go okay, ahead. I'm going to spoil it. When they, they get to Earth, and, yes. and they think they're not on Earth, because they, uh, the, they found Earth, but it, wasn't, it was all destroyed. So, but, so they've, got, they've come to this new planet, Turns out it's actually our Earth, and we're part of the yes. of this of this time loop. Exactly, yeah. But there's already um, there's already Homo sapiens there, isn't there? Yeah, and then they're going to breed with them or whatever. Um, yeah, that's right. So they they set up camp. They all agree. Like everyone in the like whatever it is, five hundred thousand people or whatever, all agree they're going to get rid of all their technology and throw it into the sun, <laughs> and become primitive. That's right. Yeah, and live on this planet, and um. Uh, and that's kind of the end. And then there's like a five-minute chunk at the end where time fast-forwards and two of the main characters narrate the fact that now we're in like modern-day New York and, oh, it was all the timey-wimey, loopy-woopy. And those are still some of the worst moments of television I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, that's not good. That is not good. But I do like I do like the stuff in that final episode with the Dharma and the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really yeah. good. I mean, they are but just they're, great. But they're, you know, they're just great, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's all um, great. I've forgotten about that minutes. thing with um, Baltar and... Yeah, six. And, um, and six. In, yeah. yeah, it's pretty ropey, isn't it? Yeah, it's rubbish. Pretty ropey. And, yeah. and uh, I can actually... I can live with... You know, I like the time loop thing now. It's fine, it's fine. So... Yeah. Surprise. So basically, you know... Ninety nine percent of Battlestar Galactica is, is truly solid. great. Yeah, yeah, it's or good at least stuff. good. Um, and then just that one bit, which happens to be the final five minutes, is very poor. <laughs> yeah, it is poor. Yeah, but it's the final five <laughs> minutes, so you can forgive it. You, I would have been happy to not have that. I mean, there's a kind of parallel there with Douglas Adams's. Um, the thing in Douglas Adams's books is that we are descended from telephone sanitizers yeah. <laughs> from from the Golgofringium Ark fleet that landed on our planet, yeah. and then all the all the um, Homo sapiens died out, and were replaced by telephone sanitizers, third class, and right. hairdressers, and and the middle managers. The original society all died from a, a telephone-borne infection. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> as it turned out, although they should have included the estate agents and the middle managers, they should have kept exactly the telephone yes. sanitizers. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. I, I, one of my favourite bits from that is where Ford Prefect is talking to the um, the Golgofringums, and there's a guy playing the bagpipes in the background, and he says, "Do we really need the bagpipes?" And the leader of the Golgofringum says, "Well, yes, we've given him a grant." <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good stuff so I miss Douglas Adams a lot yeah yeah those books are wonderful yeah they're although good. they are they're definitely diminishing returns but yeah I think So Long and Thanks for All the Fish is genius it's a real sort of return to form when I read I read some to my one of my kids yeah I had no idea from when I first read it how angry it was yeah, it's really angry, isn't it? It's so angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And cynical. 
It's yeah. really yeah. cynical yeah. about modern life yeah. and middle managers and and, and, and humanity and corporations. Yeah, humanity in general being kind of useless and mm. feckless and focused on war and stuff rather than trying to solve problems, just making more of them. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely focused on that. And you know, the allegory of that is like the Vogons with their we must do this job regardless of mm-hmm. the fact that it's wrong. We must yeah. do it because that's what we do because yeah. we're miserable. Yeah. It is angry. Yeah. It's really angry. But I think the bo- the books become progressively less angry as they go Probably. on. Probably. Does he get older? Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of chills out a bit. Um, I think to the one fool yourself into having some hope. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was Army of the Dead. That was some other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got anything to plug? Um, I'm just about to release my new game. So when this, when this, when you download this podcast, it might well have been released, or it might be a couple of days away. Ooh. So it's a new game called Right Waves. Right Waves. And it is a sideways scrolling shoot 'em up, um, which is basically a copy of a classic game called R Type. But not R type. Well, it's not R type. It's all it's all completely drawn and coded by me. So there's lots, right. there's a surprising amount of pixel art in this game, nice. more than I've ever drawn before. I think it okay. came out reasonably well. I'm quite happy with it. Um. Uh. And the but the level design is pretty much me trying to copy the first level of R type, and the the pixel art is pretty much me trying to copy the art in R type. And you know, so it it's basically me trying to copy R type because I love R type. Yeah, you just um, want to play R type. But so. it's a web yeah. it's a web based game, and the screen is a slightly different shape from R type because it's designed to work okay on phones as well as on computers. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, it's unbelievably hard on a phone, so I wouldn't recommend playing it on a phone. Oh, because you need keys to play it. Or yeah. Something. So it has it has like left, right, up, down, and fire. So those are, there right. are touch buttons that you can use to control it on the phone, mm. but that is extremely hard. Okay. So I would recommend playing it on a keyboard, which is much easier. Okay. Yeah. Have you have you thought about doing um, like having people drag the ship around on the screen and then press press the screen to fire? Is that too yeah, difficult? Yeah. I mean, to, I briefly um, thought about implement. that and I thought, yeah, yeah. no. It's not going to... Like, I hate games where your finger's in the way of where you're trying to look. You know, so. Yeah, because then you, you wouldn't be able to see it properly, yeah. which would be a problem. Yeah. So the the original vision for the Small Pixel website, this is part of Small Pixel. Okay. Is... Uh, well, I haven't added it there yet because it's not quite finished, but it's pretty much done. The, it was always going to be... It's it's like these sites like Kizzy, which are basically computer... They're web, websites for playing on your computer. Yeah. Um, so keyboard and mouse is is my normal control scheme that I'm optimizing for. But I've put in these um, touch controls so you can play on a tablet or a, a phone. But mm-hmm. I think for this game, you have to be a pretty hardcore gamer if to play this game on a phone because it's really hard on keyboards and it's way right. harder on phone. <laughs> and okay. I, I don't really yeah. want to make it easier because it's a tribute to a very hard game. Yeah, R-Type was hella difficult, yeah. And I've only made one yeah. level. And frankly, I've run out of energy to make it more than one level. <laughs> so I've just left it really hard. <laughs> but it's open source, so somebody else can make another level. Absolutely, yeah. So d- yeah. please do make another level. But also, when I've, when I've put scores in, which I haven't done yet, there'll be um, a cha- an additional challenge to the game other than just completing that level, which is you get points... For killing things, but you lose points for shooting your gun is how it's going to be. Oh. So the fewer shots you fire, the higher your score will be. At the nice. End. That's nice. So yeah. um, hopefully that will be an additional challenge for people who... I mean, frankly, if you get to the end of level one, you have my respect. <laughs> okay. Um, I've done it. Nice. But I've obviously played it quite a lot over the last few yeah. months. You've had to do it. Yeah. But it's. Yeah. Um, I'm really pleased with it. I, I I like it for the way it looks and, and feels. I, maybe no one will like it because it's too hard. Um, although I've only tested out on relatively young kids, actually, so maybe maybe for grown-ups it'll be okay. Like I've found that even um, older young people don't really like a hard game, even though no. they're capable of doing it. 
No, no but they, grown they don't want to be challenged too much. Some grown-ups like to grind away at something that they fail at over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, find the solution, yeah. Including That's me. right. Yeah. So maybe some people will like it. But certainly, I'm really proud of it. I'll put a link in the show notes. Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Cool. That sounds good. I have nothing to plug. Cool. So I think we're, I think we're done. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. That was a good one. I enjoyed it. See you next time. All right. See ya.